Welcome all folks. You're listening to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Latimer Jr. and your co-host Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Just enjoying another, another edition of this great podcast we call Educated Hustle. And by now we vets, right? Oh yeah, we yep. <laughs> so many tour of duties. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We out here double digiting, man. I think this is either episode 10, 11. Man, we out here doing it. Uh, I think for clarification, it's going to be episode 12. Yeah, I think we're on 12. Or maybe it's a No, nah, I think it's 12. Time flies when you're having fun, bro. Right? Shoot. Don't hold us to it, folks. If y'all can see at the bottom, y'all can cheat. We can't. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, man. And and this episode is going to be great, man. We, we got... um. A good theme around this episode, around creativity and, and the thinking process. Mm-hmm, exactly. We revisit just a lot of that, like my co saying, creative process and thinking aspect and kind of why it's not as, I guess, held. We're not encouraged to do it as much. So we kind of dive into that. But we also, you know, dive into using your own creative mind to come up with ideas that you may have thought you could not possibly do. But voila! You did. <laughs> yeah. And, and what's crazy is uh, during the interview, I, I feel like I kind of reflected and thought about, man, I really don't spend any time really trying to come up with new ideas just for fun, as you did back when you were a child. And you never know. I mean, mm-hmm. just having that creative exercise can lead to something bigger. I'm sure um, Facebook, Twitter, um, Snapchat, we're just people sitting around one day thinking about ideas of how to make the world a better place or maybe just saying something crazy off the top of their head and then it developed into something great. Yeah, and that's definitely an aspect that is very much underutilized. But I, mean, I think it really just becomes because we see so much in our day, so much going on that we don't really think of outside the box stuff because it's like, oh, that doesn't pertain to the reality that I'm in right now. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, when you get older and there's more and more stuff the world kind of exposes to you, you kind of forget to actually take a moment to step back and think differently. But, you know, that's just kind of how the world is structured. It's kind of it's up to us to kind of think out that box and get into that different creative mind thinking because you know all the people that invent such great things such as Steve uh, Steve Jobs with Apple and uh, Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook they had to take a step back look up in the clouds and really think okay what's something that I could do that people aren't exactly. doing exactly and I think that we I don't know I don't know if it starts with you know at a young age really promoting ideas or even in the workplace. Um, there just needs to be more time to just think, uh, whether it be sitting around with your friends, um, just hanging out instead of uh, playing, you know, playing a, a board game, a video game. You can kind of sit down and brainstorm together with your friends on, hey, you know, ask a question like, just think of the craziest thing you can think of right now. And, you know, your friends might, might laugh at you and be like, yo, what, what are you talking about? But if you really sit there and just be like, no, think. It could be amazing what, what kind of things you guys come up with and maybe something that's productive. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's you know, all true stuff. The next big thing that's going to be out there is going to come from someone who just sat down and exactly. thought of something crazy. And I think we have something along those lines with our interview 
this week, uh, Mr. Bob Sager, the founder of Spearpoint Solutions and also the founder of the app called What's the Big Idea Game. Um, it should be available to download on Android and iOS. Um, it's a great interview. He talks about his business plan and, and what he thinks that the world is going to evolve into in the 21st century um, based on what he's made, which is called the What's the Big Idea Game. Um, it's a really cool app that kind of stimulates creativity and based on just combining two different words and putting it together into one thing that can lead to something greater. Yeah, and like Michael has said, once again, phenomenal interview. He really is going to make you think about things in a different light, and he has a lot of great gems, and I honestly cannot wait for you guys to actually buckle in and listen me to Me either, him. me either, and I, I kind of want to get the listeners a little um, preview of the What's the Big Idea game, so... Uh, Emilio, I'm gonna put you on the spot, bro. I, I got the game in front of me. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, basically, what I'm looking at here is a, a list of ten words. I'm gonna list out to my co-host, and he's gonna put two of the words that he finds that can stimulate the greatest idea. And we're gonna send it off to Bob, and we're gonna see where it takes us. So, you ready, man? I'm ready. I'm ready. I got you right here. The, the ten words are teacher. Airplane, books, receipt, circle, instrument, paint, navigation, children, and drawer. I hope you got your notes, man. That's a whole lot. Oh, man. That's a whole lot. Oh, man. (laughs) Just pick two words, bro. All right, I'm going to pick two words, and once again, in the interest of time, I'm not going to sit here and and take 14 (laughs) days, an hour with this one. So here's what I'm thinking. Um, Teacher and airplane. Okay, so here's what I want to do. It would be a service where if you are flying out of state or out the country, I should say out the country, um, you could hire us. There, there would be an air flight service that actually hires teachers as like flight attendants. And their sole job is basically to educate and explain that country's culture or um, traditions or beliefs to the people who have never been there before. And possibly maybe break down some of the language barriers by teaching just a few common phrases or such to uh, adequate yourself better once you get there. So that's off the top of my head. That's what I got. Man, that's fire, bro. <laughs> that's fired. But I'm saying like that. This is this is the power of, of the what's the big idea app, man. Because mm-hmm. I mean, something like that, it could be something big if you you know develop it and um, get somebody to to get you in the right direction, man. I, I think that could be something huge yeah, man. for teachers that don't want to be in the classroom and handle them badass kids. Y'all can handle some badass adults. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, we got some bad ones out here, man. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I came up with an idea myself, but I'm going to let the uh, interview kind of, yeah, yeah, you got to listen on if you want to hear my idea. You know, save save a little something, but don't worry. It's it's definitely out there. And if you liked my idea, you know, his idea is definitely going to be what they call an eye opener. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, let's get to it, though, Mr. Bob Sager. All 
right, all right. We are here today with Mr. Bob Sager, founder of Spearpoint Solutions and creator of What's the Big Idea? Uh, you can get that via the iOS App Store or the Google Play App Store. How are you doing today, Bob? I could not be better. That's great. Emilio, you doing all right? I'm doing great, man. Glad to be here. All right. We got a great guest for you today, and uh, we just wanted to uh, start with saying, uh, how did you come up with the idea of this game? You know, that's, uh, that's a great question. A little bit of a long answer. Uh, frankly, for most of my life, I really didn't consider myself to be a creative person. I find that to be kind of comical now, but um, I really didn't consider myself to be creative, and I as a little bit of background, I spent 17 years in the financial planning industry. And um, long story short, I found both clients and reps sabotaging themselves financially. And so it really uh, kind of led me into a multi-year study of what makes people do the things that they do, what makes them not do the things that they don't do. And I, after long contemplation and learning you know, how to help people overcome their limitations, I decided I was going to leave my 17-year career in financial planning and open a company that strictly taught personal development. But guys, I did not want to have the kind of success uh, that average people have. I wanted to have above-average success. And I, so I knew I needed to, to do things a little bit differently than other companies that operated in that space did. And But I, as I mentioned, I didn't really consider myself to be creative but I thought maybe there are some roadmaps to creativity. And so I discovered a book, which I highly recommend to your listeners. It's called Thinker Toys. It's kind of like Tinker Toys with an H by uh, Michael Michalko. And um, frankly, looking at that, trying to find some better ideas for uh, for my company, um, if you're not used to thinking in those ways and you really don't consider yourself a creative person, some of those, there's probably, I don't know, there's probably 12 dozen creative thinking techniques in that book. And, uh, but if, if you don't think you're creative, some of them look a little complex. But I discovered one called combinatory play. Sounds complex, but it's really not. Um, I found that to be, one, very simple, but two, very effective. And it's combinatory play, which all that is, is combining two things together and seeing what other possibilities occur. And that combinatory play is at the, the heart of the app. And I'll tell you, as I played around with that, I was, one, I was amazed at what great ideas I was coming up with for my company. And then we did a lot of experimentation on different um, ages, sexes, demographics, and we found that nobody there was nobody who tried to use that technique that could not come up with ideas using it. It was just, it was a 100% uh, success rate. And so I said to myself, this is something world changing. If we can get this into the hands of people and have them actually use it, there's something really that can add a, a huge value in the world. And so, um, have you guys heard uh, the saying that knowledge is power? You've heard that before, haven't you? Oh, yes. Of course, oh, yes. Of course. Okay. That's not true. Okay. Knowledge is knowledge is not power. Uh, knowledge is only potential power. Applied knowledge is power. 
And so it's the same thing with this creative thinking technique. As simple as it is, and as powerful it is, as it is, it doesn't have any weight or any value unless it's applied. Okay. And so I knew that we had to come up with a way that was um, that would people would apply it consistently. And I thought to myself, we really had to have three things to be applied consistently. One, there had to be some structure because people are used to structure in their life, right? Their whole lives are structured. Two, if that had to feel like fun, because human nature is something feels like fun, people want to do more of it. Something feels like work, they want to do less of it. And three, it had to embrace competitiveness. And uh, because people are competitive, I mean, even the you think of the, the least competitive person you've ever met in your life, and they feel like they've got a chance to win, they get competitive. You get them out in the backyard playing a game of badminton or at the dining room table playing a board game, they feel like they've got a chance to win, they get competitive, right? And so the more I thought of it, the more I thought, you know, this really needs to be a game because it has, you know, it has to feel like fun. And so that was sort of the impetus for developing what's the big idea. A little bit of a long-winded story, but uh, coming from a non-creative guy, inventing a creative thinking game, kind of a long road. I agree with that. Um, and I mean, it's just amazing that, that people can create something even when they think that they're not creative. But uh, it seems that you've broken the mold and, and you're on your way to something great. Well, thank you for saying that. I, I, uh, uh, we certainly, uh, we certainly believe that. I, I think so too. As my co-host, co-host um, elaborately said, that you seem to be on that path to create something great. And I like that you kind of said at the end of all that that you know you're a non-creative person with a creative idea. So there's a lot of people who um, they want to create stuff, they want to do creative stuff, but they don't necessarily, you know, have that idea. And nourishment. So as someone who is a non-creative person, how did you kind of nourish your creative side in order to come up with this idea and possibly other ideas you have in the future? Well, I'll tell you what I have, uh, what I do, you know, to kind of nourish my you know, creative side, uh, which I find, by the way, the more you focus on, the, the bigger it gets. In fact, can I just throw a thought out here? One of the things that I think is the difference in people who are creative and those who aren't is the people that believe they're creative are, and those that believe they're not creative aren't. And I think if you can introduce people to some ways to help them sort of tap into that natural born uh, creative imaginative ability, uh, I think the more people experience that, the, the more uh, creative they feel. And so, but a couple of things that, that I do, one, I work with the app daily um, and I, I find that working with the app is sort of like um, if I was going to cut down a tree, one of the things I'd want to do is I'd want to spend some time before I cut down that tree sharpening my axe. And so I find that using the app sharpens my creative axe. But uh, but I work with some other uh, creative thinking techniques. Um, in fact, one of them that I was just working with the other day is a, a creative thinking technique that I think your listeners will like a lot. It's called... Uh, ask a ridiculous question. Uh, and some interesting things come out of that ask a ridiculous question. Because one of the things that it does is it 
it breaks people out of their normal thinking patterns. You know, we have developed over time habitual thinking patterns. And until you break that, new things and new ideas are probably not going to occur to you because people have a tendency to gravitate to their comfort zone. And so, uh, but let me give you, if you don't mind, I'll give you a couple of examples of ridiculous questions. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay. So what if there was a taxi cab company that owned no cars, right? I mean, the sound on the face of it sounds like a ridiculous notion. And it yet yeah. that exists, that exists in today's world. It's called Uber, right? <laughs> you know, what if there yeah. was, a, what if there was a media company that produced no content? That exists in today's two world too. The largest media company in the world is Facebook, right? All they do is provide a platform and an outlet for other people to produce content. <laughs> and, 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 and here's a third one. What if there was a, uh, an overnight accommodations company that owned no properties? That exists now, too. It's called Airbnb, largest, ho- mm-hmm. largest quote-unquote hotel company in the world, right? And so, uh, in fact, I think I may have mentioned this in, in some of the uh, preamble to our interview. Uh, I was working around with this the other day, and I was playing around with a, a ridiculous question that I can't, uh, I'm, I'm not quite at liberty to say, but a ridiculous question that created an amazingly good and amazingly simple to implement idea for a um, sort of a, an economy slash uh, mid-range price hotel groups. So, uh, and uh, I will say one of the things I do is we offer a very liberal uh, referral uh, program so if somebody knows a C-level person at a, an economy or mid-price, mid-priced uh, hotels on the chain, we've got an amazing idea. It's going to give them a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Well, I hope our listeners are listening because uh, I think uh, Bob is uh, trying to give someone a great idea and set the, their career on fire. Yeah, he is. And I like, the, I like that gem that you actually provided earlier where you said the difference between creative and non-creative people is the people that think they're creative are and the people that aren't, aren't. Like, such a simple thing, but when you think about it, it really does kind of come down to that. Like, if you have that mindset of belief, you can really be creative. You just got to actually believe that you can do it. <laughs> yeah, the mind is crazy. Well, there's no doubt. And do you guys mind if I throw another quick comment in here about creativity? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, one of the things uh, I don't know if you guys are you have children yet, um, but um, but you've met children before, right? Right, right. Yes. Okay, so children, especially preschoolers, they use their imagination constantly, right? I mean, in fact, it's almost all their entire day is used in applying that natural, um, innate, creative, imaginative ability. The challenge with being a child is, is they don't know much yet, and they don't have much life experience. So the things that they apply that creative imaginative ability to are things like, what does that cloud look like? Or, um, you know, they get a birthday present, and they play with the box and imagine other possibilities instead of playing with the present. And um, so then the, what happens is we ship kids off to formalize schooling. And, um, and that's not really fostered and encouraged anymore. And uh, so most adults, 
that faculty that came so naturally to them when they were kids becomes rusty and it becomes sort of dormant. It's still there. And if you reactivate it, um, they discover all kinds of creativity they never even believed that they had. And I think I was one of those kids that uh, loved to play with boxes, build forts out of like pillows. I mean, I I was definitely <laughs> that person who you're talking about because I don't know. I just really loved being imaginative and, and creating different ideas. And mm-hmm. I didn't really think of it as a form of um, creativity. It was just what was natural to me. Yes. There's that old adage, too, where I believe they were. It's, it goes along the lines of a creative adult. It's just a child that survived, which is really, to me, that was all the part of the statement because it kind of shows that, like, like you were alluding to, Bob, uh, as you get into formalized schooling, they were really kind of harping on you not being imaginative and not thinking out the box, but instead, hey, there's a formula, there's a way to do this, rather than you actually right. kind of think out of what you can do. So, yeah, it, it stands the test of time. <laughs> yeah, there's, well, there's one answer, and, and this is it, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Why is that it? Because that's on the test. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was reading the, you know, we were we were talking earlier and I was reading about, you know, what you were thinking that your the goal for the app was to create um some kind of a new entrepreneur. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh I was you know, I like to study numbers and statistics and that probably comes from my financial uh, planning background, but you know, I'm fascinated with that kind of stuff. And, and I was looking that global, uh, gross global product, you know, we hear in this country, uh, global or, or gross domestic product, but gross world product in 2014, which was the most recent numbers I was able to find, was over $75 trillion. This is in one year, right? And you can even fathom how big a number, seven, you know, a trillion is, let alone 75 times that. And that is with less than 5% of the world trying in any real meaningful way to come up with better ideas or to have any incentive to really do that. Um, And so our goal, frankly, is to take that 95% of the world who, one, they don't try in any real meaningful way to come up with ideas and they don't have any incentive to do it, but they can come up with good ideas, especially if they have a tool to work with, they've got an environment for it, and they've got incentives to do it. And and we want to get our app, which is a free download, by the way, we want to get our app into the hands of as many of those people around the globe as possible and and take the ideas that they create, which, let me, let me just kind of a side note, most of those people... Um, they could have come up with the greatest idea in the history of human beings, and they're not going to take that idea and go build a company around it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and as a result, because they, you know, they don't really feel like they're entrepreneurial, they don't have the self-confidence, they don't have the, uh, the drive and the passion to you know, do what entrepreneurs do, but they can come up with great ideas. And so our vision is if we can give them a tool that they can work with to create those ideas. And then our company, Spearpoint Solutions, acts as a conduit to get those ideas into the pe- hands of people and companies that will actually put them into action. But, 
but then reward financially the people that created the ideas, then all of a sudden you've created a new kind of entrepreneur. We call it an idea entrepreneur. And, um, you know, in an age, especially in the United States, where you, if something can be automated or outsourced, it's being automated or outsourced. And so one of the things that you really can't outsource is human imagination. And uh, so if we can, if we can get people through that process of creating idea entrepreneurs and getting those into the hands of companies that can put them in action, we believe that we can get people working together more cooperatively, more collaboratively. And um, I think the more we can do that, I think the better off the whole world is. That's true. I think that's a great idea. Definitely want to get people mobilized together and start thinking collectively as a as a you know a unit. But um, I think what after what you're saying, the what's the big idea app is a is a great place to kind of get that dialogue started. So I was wondering if you could kind of explain to our audience just how exactly does the app work? Like what can they expect once they download the app and actually open it up? Well, there that's a good question, really good question. In fact, um, one of the things that uh, one of the things that we said uh, earlier was that the uh, the app is uh, it, it's a game, and so there are a couple of different modes on the game. One is uh, what I call solo play, which you can just work with any time. It's just you working with the uh, technique that's at the heart of the game, and you just uh, combine words together. I'll give you a couple of ideas uh, that I've come up with recently in combining words together. I combined uh, pizza and crowd. And the idea that resulted from my imagination, out, my imagination out of that was how about making every time somebody orders a pizza, the sort of crowdfunding charitable causes by rounding up the odd sense on that uh, and deliver pizzas to homeless or hungry people or uh, do a uh, uh, do a donation to uh, food shelter, uh, food banks and shelters. And um, so a little bit of not exactly mm-hmm. a for profit cause, but all kinds of ideas result from the from using the app. So uh, but the listen, the game uh, aspect of the app is uh, on the multiplayer. And so there's a local multiplayer, and then in a future release, there's going to be an internet-based multiplayer. A local multiplayer, mm. you have to be on the same Wi-Fi network, okay? And uh, But in the future, you'll be able to play the game with anybody anywhere in the world, and that's on a future release. But uh, the nature of the game, here's how it works. You've got three players. One Player number one is the entrepreneur or inventor. Player number two is the competitor, and player number three is the customer. And so player number one gets a set of words. They get three minutes to come up, uh, combine any two of those words, and come up with an idea for a new product, a new service, or a new business. Player number two, the competitor, they get a different set of words, and they're doing the same process, three minutes running concurrently. And at the end of three minutes, they take one minute, and present to the customer team what it is, how it works, what are the benefits. And so the customer team hears each idea, and then they decide, do I like player A better, their idea, or do I like player B's idea better? And uh, and then there are points awarded 
based on which idea they choose and the type of challenge. Uh, there are three different types of challenge challenges. One is a standard challenge, meaning the idea can be anything. There are no parameters at all. You get 10 words, you use any two. Second type of challenge is what's called a market challenge. And the game itself, the app itself assigns uh, a market that the idea has to be relevant to. And, uh, and then the third type of challenge is what's called a CEO challenge. It works just like the first one, but instead of 10 words, you get three. And you have to use any mm. two of those. So that's like the, now, the hard the what? difficulty, oh. right? That CEO part? What's that? The CEO part is like the extremely difficult challenge, right? Yeah, it's it's the most challenging, and and that's then you get the most points if you win that one. So it's three points for the standard challenge, four points for a market challenge, five points for a CEO challenge, and the first player to break twenty five is the winner. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. I can definitely see like kids playing, or even adults. Like if they, you know, are sitting around at a board meeting or something, they get it together and uh, really start kind of creating uh, some ideas that can maybe help their business. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that online portion, too, where you could play with anyone in the world is going to do a lot of wonders because there's a lot of apps that would be so much better if you connect to anybody and play along with them. You know, I don't I don't want to say any other naps names, but I could think of a couple apps that come to mind that if I could play with other people, I would definitely be on there more. Yeah. And, and once the uh, Internet based play is released, too. Um, you know, it expands the world beyond just playing with your, uh, you know, your local community. You can play with, I could be, um, oh, and let me back up a step on the internet-based play. You don't even have to be on the game at the same time either. Like I'll be able to be, I'm in uh, Ohio in the United States, but I could have a friend that's in Berlin and another one that's in Sydney. And I could be on there, log on as the inventor team. I get my three minutes, I come up with my idea, I submit it, it goes to a server and is housed there while it's waiting for the customer team to be ready. Then let's say my friend in Berlin is my competitor, uh, and then the guy in Sydney is the customer. So once the inventor and the competitor submit their ideas, the customer team gets notified, and then they take, when they are available, they'll be able to uh, decide which idea uh, works best. and then. The way the app works is it moves players around. So the inventor in round one uh, is the customer in round two. And so it just moves around so everybody gets a turn to play each role. It keeps it fresh and it keeps it lively. Ooh, that sounds like really fun. That sounds really yes, fun. Yes, it does. That sounds good that you don't, there's not like a, we got to play at the same time. There's a little bit of a waiting period too. That's really good too. So, I mean, yeah, I'm all for it. I like it. Me too. And I actually, uh, Bob, yeah. I actually uh, played around with the app a little bit earlier. Uh, I came up with an uh-huh. idea. Uh, don't make fun of me for it, but it's, it's just no, something. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so they gave me some, like, 10 words. I don't remember exactly the 10, but for some reason I picked um, toothbrush and printer. And okay. the, the idea that I came up with is um, a toothbrush that kind of, uh, knows where you're brushing your teeth and okay it kind of takes where you know you're focusing on more and then what areas that you got to focus on a little bit more so like at the end of your brushing session it'll print out something that kind of shows the statistics of how you're brushing your teeth and i'm not sure if something like that is out there but i really liked how uh, it stimulated that thought i process. love i love i love that idea 
I appreciate. I love it. that idea. I think I know what I'm and, doing now. <laughs> and and hey, listen. Uh, let me tell you the reality. If you're going to get good ideas, you got to get a lot of ideas, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I come up. I, I come up with a lot of ideas, and some of them are really good. But you know what? Most of them aren't that good. But um, you know the the you'll find that the person who took the best pictures probably took the most pictures. Right. And, and the person that writes the greatest poems probably writes a whole bunch of lousy ones. Right. Mm. It's the, the theory of a the theory of a machine gun, you know, <laughs> to use kind of a, a morbid example, oh, yeah, more bullets, yeah. more heads. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So. But the, here's the other thing that you'll find. The more you play around with that, the better you get at coming up with ideas. It's it's like um, it's like exercising your creativity muscle, you know. If I went and worked out at the gym, you know, if I try to run a, a marathon on my first day, you know, I'm probably going to collapse over dead of a heart attack. But uh, but I can work my way up to that, and the and the and the more I do of that, the easier it gets, and frankly, the more fun it gets. I agree. Um, when you said when you said. Um the person with the best ideas are probably the one with the most idea. It reminds me of a quote. And this it always kind of gets mixed up between two people, but it's like between either Michael Jordan or Wayne Gretzky. It's like the 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 shot, you know, they, they regret a shot that they never, they'll always regret the shot they never took. Um, so that means they got to take as many shots as possible in order to make the, the game-winning shot. So um, that's always something that I always go by. Uh, you got you to gotta take those chances because – that's the only way that you can progress in life is by taking chances, taking risks and putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's very yeah, true. That's I, very true. That, I, I could not agree more. I'm, I could not agree more. That's uh, there's no question about that, that uh, listen, the only people that, that never got anything wrong, that never made any mistakes, made any errors are the people who never tried anything. So, you know, that applies to this too, but I, I I'll be frank. Most people that play this game, they shock themselves at the ideas that they come up with. I mean, shock themselves is like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, I, and I know you have a couple success stories. Um, would you mind sharing one or two? You know, uh, one of the one of the coolest things that uh, has uh, come out of the app. Uh, this is uh, one that uh, this is a product I invented personally, and, and I've always been into. Um, you know, sort of things that inspire people. And I got an idea for a, uh, an inspirational, motivational uh, poster. And the poster is called Impossible is an Opinion. And it really is. You know, one of my favorite quotes of all time is on the poster. And it, uh, it just to sort of describe the poster for your listeners that Impossible is an opinion is the title that's right in the middle and all around the the perimeter of the poster are things down through history that people said were impossible. And, and guess what? For those people who said they were impossible, for them, they were. But they weren't impossible for somebody that believed that they could get there. And so uh, my favorite quote, one of my favorites of all time, is right underneath the title, and it's from Henry Ford. And Henry Ford said, if you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. Mm. And so uh, <laughs> and so 
that's one of the reasons I was so excited. We've, uh, well, there's a, there are loads of those posters out there. I had a, uh, I told you guys, uh, I work in the uh, financial services industry. The guy that I used to be in an office with when he was first introduced to that poster, um, he said, you know, I'll take a hundred of those. And he bought a hundred of them and sent them out to, he's, uh, has offices all across the U S and Canada. And, uh, he, he sent them out to every office he was affiliated with. That is crazy. Just from the yeah, poster. That's, that's, it really got him. <laughs> yeah. But I'm looking well, at the poster and now. I, yeah, and it says, like, technology, atomic energy, um, man on the moon. So, yeah, imagine just saying it at the time. I can imagine it being like, that's just impossible. So even things right now that we think of, like, flying, um, like a human being flying, I'm sure that'll be figured out if it's not figured out now. Um, so there's still plenty of things to think of. You know, there was, um, there was a New York times, uh, editorial. Um, and this was 10 days before the Wright brothers flew successfully at Kitty Hawk and somebody else who was uh, experimenting around with that just had a miserable failure, sort of crashed and burned, uh, literally. And, um, so they wrote an article, uh, an editorial, and they said, someday man will figure out, figure out how to fly uh, motorized machines. But only if all the scientists, mathematicians, and engineers in the world work, succe- uh, work uh, together for the next 10,000 years. And, wow. And, it, and, it, it, and it's a good <laughs> it's a thing, good thing to re- yeah, good thing the Wright brothers didn't get the memo, right? Because it was like nine. It was like nine days later they successfully flew a Kitty Hawk. Oh man, ten thousand well, years! I couldn't even imagine that. Yeah, that's well. We'll be waiting a long time if that ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one thing I wanted to ask, just kind of keeping the realm, you, you, you brought up some creative thinkers. Um, it's easy to see just from your app and, of course, Spirit Point, that you have an affinity of creative thinkers. So besides Henry Ford, could you name and explain which of history's creative people influenced you? Wait, I, uh, absolutely. Uh, and let me preface my answer here by saying that, uh, sure, I have an affinity for creative people, but uh, what I really have an affinity for is creativity. Because mm. I think it's uh, I think it's one of the things that uh, separates human beings from every other animal on Earth. In fact, I think creative imagination is that sort of that spark of divinity uh, within every human being. Uh, but you know, having said that, a couple of the people that you know I really admire. Um, you know, I mean, Thomas Edison. I mean, how could you not admire somebody that has over a thousand patents? I mean, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's pretty amazing, right? Plus, I don't know if you guys uh, were aware of this or not, but Thomas Edison um, ended up, he, he was educated at home for most of his life because uh, his teacher sent a note home with him, essentially told his mother he was too stupid to learn anything. Wow. Too stupid to learn anything, over a thousand patents. It's a good thing somebody didn't you know, listen to that prediction. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the other uh, obvious ones uh, that I think you know, most people are familiar with is Albert Einstein. You know, I admire Einstein was a, what I call a, um, a uh, productive thinker as opposed to a reproductive thinker. And, you know, unfortunately formalized schooling has a tendency to, you know, teach the three R's and make us reproductive thinkers. Uh, 
3Rs are. I was going to ask if you could elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> the 3Rs are read, remember, regurgitate. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me studying. Uh, well, yeah. and, and listen, just because you can remember something long enough to, you know, uh, spit that back out for a test doesn't mean you've really learned it. Right. I couldn't, um, yeah. I couldn't tell you what I learned in college and I've been there four I was, years. I was going to say, it, Bob, you, you should add an F to that. So it's read, remember, regurgitate, forget. <laughs> I think yeah. that's the process a lot of people go through. <laughs> yeah, I, unfortunately it is. And, and, and listen, the, the challenge with school is, you know, what people really need to be taught if they're going to be successful in the 21st century is they need to be taught how to think. Because knowledge has almost become, especially generalized knowledge, I mean, it's become a free commodity. I mean, it's available for free online. I mean, I can Google almost anything in the world in terms of general knowledge, and it's there. It's, it literally has become a commodity. So what you, what you really need to learn is, uh, is how to think and how to create new things. I think that, in my opinion, ideas are the currency of the 21st century. And so, you know, our app is designed to help people print money, to print that currency. Okay. And yeah, we'll definitely uh, be engaged with it. We're excited to see where it goes. And uh, we've definitely wish you the best with the, the app and uh, bringing it out to people. And we want to really see this thing launch, man. And I'm really excited for you. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks so much. And I, I really have uh, enjoyed uh, sharing some information with you guys. If people want to um, you know, learn a little bit more about the game and the app and you know, see some feedback from people that have experienced it, they can visit the, the website for the game. It's pretty easy to remember. It's what's the big idea game dot com. OK, we'll definitely direct our listeners to there because we, we definitely want to make sure they're being creative as well as listening to our podcast. Absolutely. Um, before you go, Bob, would you be able to also let the people know how they can connect with you? Sure. Sure. They can, um, they can uh, connect with me on Twitter and there are a couple different ways on Twitter. Uh, one, you can uh, follow the, uh, the account for the creative ideas app. And that is uh, at symbol W TBI game. And then uh, they're welcome to connect with me on my personal Twitter account, too. That one's uh, at SagerBob, S like in smile, A-G-E-R-B-O-B. And uh, they can also follow us on uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook slash Facebook.com slash uh, What's the Big Idea Game. Sounds great, Bob. We, we Once again, we thank you again for your time and uh, appreciate it. Listen, guys, uh, my pleasure being on with you today. have it folks mr bob sager giving us some things to think about wouldn't you say so emilio of course of course he's giving us a whole bunch to think about just about creativity free will education system i mean geez it's, the, it's gems on gems on gems honestly that's what it really is for real man i definitely uh i'm excited to continue to play with the app uh, i can't wait for the uh, online multiplayer version i think that's gonna really help his uh idea get out there and make some changes in the world 
Yeah, I could definitely see myself just playing the heck out of that because that's just a cool idea to know that you can play with people in other countries and just, you know, shop around these ideas and you could end up with something that's crazy but great. I mean, toothbrush printer, like you said earlier, that's different. There's a there's a mark for everything, right? I think I think Bob was giving me a little bit too much credit, man. He he was probably in his head like, yo, that that was terrible. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna give you some credit though. <laughs> no, I mean I I feel like if you wanted to present that, they would let you finish out your presentation at least. They wouldn't like boo you off the minute you got on. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm gonna work on it and uh, definitely work on some other ideas as well. Um, so I'm excited, man. I would be too. I'm just wondering now, like, does the toothbrush like connect to your Wi-Fi? Are we like brushing in real time or what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the idea ain't fully fledged yet. We gotta get funding and stuff behind it, but you know, I'm gonna be out there. I'm gonna be on every dentist poster when you see uh, when you walk into the dentist. So yes, yes. If you have any toothbrush printer related ideas, please email us, tweet us your response or reactions. <laughs> exactly. uh, we'll do something with them. <laughs> no, for real, but yeah. Speaking of uh, reaching out to us, man, how can the people reach out to us? Oh, man, so many different ways that they can reach out to us. But the first way that we definitely want to actually harpen on, it's a new way. Hey, glorious people out there, we just want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It means a lot that week to week you're out there listening to our episodes, connecting and learning more through us. But we also want you to take a chance, just a little brief moment, if you could, to leave a review on whatever outlet you are using to listen to us. Just a simple review. Doesn't have to be long. Doesn't have to be spectacular. But just let us know how we're doing so the people can know because the more reviews that we have the more we get known to more people the bigger we get and the better the episodes gonna get if you count that there's a little bit of rhyme in between all those ones so you can kind of use us like a one two three step plan but <laughs> man trying to get this freestyle on oh uh, i'm telling you no beat acapella <laughs> but anyways Yes, please, 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 please leave us a review because the only way we're going to keep infecting the world with this educated hustler greatness is if you let people know how great it is. And there you go. That's my review spill. Now back to our regularly scheduled favorite part of this whole thing, experiments. If you want to reach us, you can do so at these various social media settings. Our first one is Snapchat. All one word, Educated Hustle. Once again, that is Educated Hustle. We post motivation behind the scenes, daily happenings. We try and go on there when we can't just give our audience just a little bit more of Emilio and Paul or Paul and Emilio, whichever preference you prefer. <laughs> our next one is Twitter at Educated underscore Hustle. That is Educated underscore Hustle. Tweet us. Um, follow. Please. We, we, we talk. We interact back. If you have anything you want to say to us, we know we listen. If you want to follow us on Instagram, that's Educated Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educated Hustle Podcast. Put a little pictures up on there. No videos yet, but we're working on it. We're working on it. If you want to actually follow our page on Facebook, we're known simply as Educated Hustle. That's two words, Educated Hustle. You'll know it because you'll see our lovely logo. And last but not least... If you want everyone to know how we did, what we did for you, or how the show was, you can email us at educatedhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is educatedhustlepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, man. While you was doing that, I was kind of putting some on Snapchat for the people. So, you know, we're we're on there. We on there. We want we want to talk to y'all, man. But you know, we want you guys to interact with us and let us know how we did. So that's very important. Exactly. It runs with that that T Pain line. I talk money. You talk that or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> that was probably terrible, but we're gonna. It don't matter. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait. I think it's coming to me. No, it's like. Oh, well, oh man, it's gonna bother it's me. It's all good, man. I'm sure you'll think it's <laughs> off the air. <laughs> no, I got it. It's I talk money. Let's talk that. There you go. Something like oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. It wasn't worth the time, but we did it. Anyway, I see what so. you did there, cause uh, all right, yeah, we gonna leave it right there. All right, man. And you know, last but not least, Emilio, let lead us out. Lead us out. Man, once again, people, we're here on, you know what, I don't even know the episode number anymore because we're actually doing this thing and making it from a dream to actually something practical. But please, as we do every week, go out there, make a difference, listen and take what Bob said and use that in mind to do something creative that is definitely not on your radar as of this moment. What's the big idea app? on Android and iOS, please download it, use it, and pursue it. And let us know some of the ideas that you have. Please tweet us at, as I said earlier, educated underscore hustle. And with that being said, go out there and achieve and make all your dreams come true. And make sure you stay educated and keep hustling, folks.